And a good morning to you. Welcome to the show. We're glad you're with us. The Back Nine Boys Golf Show is brought to you by Mizuno Golf, Reach Beyond, by Seapalms Resort. Become a member at seapalms.com. By Club Car, your leader in sport, utility, and personal vehicles. By RSM, proud sponsor of the RSM Classic coming up in November, giving back to our community. And by Bridgestone Golf, get fitted for your Tour B ball today. On the show, we're going to talk with Sydney Weaver, the women's golf manager for the Georgia State Golf Association. She will talk about the programs and the tournaments on this year's calendar and her goals for women's golf with GSGA. Then we'll talk with Derwin Honan of Dragonfly Golf about their 3D program that will help you and, more importantly, your instructor turn theory into data and measure real swing scenarios. And then finally, we'll talk with Bob Foreman of Golf It Carolina about bulking up. Is it good or bad for you? And how much is enough? Plus, more ways to stretch before you play, and we don't mean just getting out of the car and going to your golf cart. But first up is Sydney Weaver, Women's Golf Manager of the GSGA. Good morning, Sydney, and welcome to the show. Good morning, Rich. It's good to be here. It is good to have you with us. As the women's golf manager, Sydney, what are some of your goals coming up? So our overall goals at the GSGA are to bring more prestigious events for women. So not just championships, but also fun events, networking, social events, but really all of these, bringing them to some of the better courses in Georgia, really upping our membership and the number of ladies that have the opportunity to go out and play socially and um, competitively and really bringing experiences for them that make them want to keep coming back to the golf course and especially playing more recreationally, um, posting those rounds and coming back to more of our events. Aren't women growing as far as a percentage of people that are growing the sport? I mean, juniors are growing. Women, I think, are, as far as a percentage, have been increasing over the last couple of years, especially during the COVID situation. Right. It definitely is. Um, and we're trying to retain more of the kind of mid-aim, mid-am range ladies, the ones that are either early in their jobs and um, may not get as much time off, so we're trying to create more weekend events for them to attract that crowd as okay. well. Um, that's one of our target crowds that we would love to see out on the course more. But overall, there has been a huge jump, especially in junior golfers. And I think part of that is because of, I mean, you have the tournament at Augusta National. You see these young ladies playing on national television and all the broadcasting it's getting is really doing incredible things for amateur golf in general, but also for women's golf. And what do you need in order to accomplish and reach your goal? It's I mean, a tough question. funding is always nice, some sponsorship to really show these okay. ladies that um, we mean we're serious about inviting them out and having them involved so that we can give them those experiences um, and really just allowing or getting golf courses to allow us to come out and play. Right. I know they are having incredible numbers. Golf courses are so busy right now. Um, yeah. So being able to keep growing how many 
um, events we can provide for these ladies and get them out on the course more. Well, the LPGA has been playing on courses that they haven't been playing on for many years, um, some for the first time. Uh, mm -hmm. Does what happens with the LPGA getting on better courses, do you think that's going to help you with the GSGA get more women involved and also get them on better golf courses? Right. So our department has been doing an incredible job of planning out further, and that allows us to get some of the more prestigious golf courses in Georgia. So this year we have um, the women's top 60 is at Golf Club of Georgia. We have, for the first time, we're bringing a four-ball championship to the women's side. That one's going to be at Echelon in Alpharetta. And then our actual Georgia women's AM this year is at TPC Sugarloaf. So, I mean, our first three events of this year are going to be incredible. <laughs> yeah, and that's going to do a lot for you. Give us the website so the ladies that may be listening or the husbands that can tell their wives or girlfriends about it. Yeah, of course. So it's gsga.org, and all of our competitions are on there. You can filter it out if you're just looking for women's championships. Um, it's really user-friendly. Well, you've taken on a big task. Um, how bumpy, Sydney, is the road for you to feel like you're making progress? Obviously, these first three events at some good courses is going to help, um, but it's not going to be an easy task to continue that for the rest of the year. Right, and I think just reaching out and making it more personal. So one of my goals is actually calling ladies, personally reaching out to our top golfers to invite them to the women's am making sure they know about these programs and then really word of mouth is our biggest friend okay uh, we have a golf committee our women's golf committee and it's a group of seven ladies that are really involved in the community and help get that word of mouth around and you know, the newsletter going out, your calls are going to make a big difference. And do you have any idea right now how many women belong to the GSGA? Oh, goodness. Um, Tough question. Sorry. No, it's in the thousands. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I'm not entirely sure. I know we had a survey go out, and it was sent out to around 11,000 ladies. So of the 80,000 that we have at the GSGA, I believe around 11 is women. Okay, so somewhere around uh, 10, 12, 13 percent. Okay, um, so you've played college golf. Um, going pro was not in your plans. Um, how has the ladies' game of golf changed since you were in college? Oh, wow. Um, even, like, during my four years of playing, I saw a great increase. Um, not not complaining about traveling around the country for free <laughs> at all, but, it, I mean, they play some incredible courses now. Um, and I know, like, the conference championship for that Barry's in, the SAA, they played their championship at um, the Legends at Chateau. Mm. And, I mean, it just keeps getting better every year. Budgeting has gone up, I think, People are realizing there's actually money in golf, and the alumni, like myself, really want to give back to our programs um, and keep giving into it. Well, I know um, I've played in a couple of LPGA pro-ams, and I learn more from the 
women than I do from the guys, probably because swing speeds are still higher than mine, but I learn more from them about the game than I do about the guys, and they seem to engage more than some of the male pros do in some of the pro-ams. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've played in a few pro-ams also, and I think the ladies' side, they really appreciate um, the attention and the way that the pro is going that direction, the direction the LPGA is going. Um, Let me ask you this. (laughs) How is your handicap since you've been out of college? Is it higher or is it lower? Um, it's actually the same. I oh, that's actually good. did play in a couple professional tournaments, so I just got my AM status back. Okay. Um, it's probably still around scratch. It's not bad. Not bad. No, I'd, I'd say that's not bad at all. That's, uh, that's great. What's the lowest round you ever shot? It was a 69 out at Country Club of Columbus. I grew up in Columbus, so I love the courses down there. That makes a difference when you're playing, that you really feel comfortable on a golf course compared to going to a course that you're not familiar with, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, Sydney, thank you for taking the time to be with us from the GSGA. We appreciate it, and uh, good luck. Anything we can do to help, just let us know. Awesome. Thank you, Rich. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Sydney Weaver with the Georgia State Golf Association, the women's golf manager. Uh, really, her goal is to increase women into the GSGA and do more tournaments at uh, some better courses across the state of Georgia. Our next guest is live from across the pond, Derwin Honan of Dragonfly Golf. We'll be right back on the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. Hey, this is Dr. Mo at the Sea Island Golf Performance Center, and you're listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. And welcome back. I'm Rich Stiles. You know, there's many techniques and now technology that will help you improve your golf swing. Uh, One of those is the use of 3D, not just for your TV, but also for your golf swing. Our next guest is Derwin Honan, will tell us more. Good morning and good, well, actually, good afternoon from where you are. How are you, Derwin? I'm good, thanks, Rich. How are you? It's a pleasure to have you with us. Um, You know, we've all heard about 3D, you know, for our TV, and we've seen some of these technology videos of what it does for your golf swing, but you are a certified 3D golf instructor. How do you get that certification? Uh, well, I got into 3D many years ago through TaylorMade with the math system all those years ago. Um, but uh, what we were searching for forever with regards a camera system was the ability to do it outdoors. Camera systems are great inside in indoor studios, but uh, what we developed at Dragonfly is basically a very usable 3d suit that you can actually play 18 holes of golf in and it will capture all of your data via bluetooth to a phone that could be on your golf cart could be in your pocket and when you can come back in you can actually assess all of that data which we're developing a system that's very unusual so we're teaching golf in reverse you you know as well as I do, Rich, everybody can hit the ball quite good on the driving range and the practice ground. Sometimes. Go out. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, I've heard you're pretty good. <laughs> so, But when you transfer that to the golf course, it all changes. So what Dragonfly allows you to do is actually capture what really happens in real scenarios. 
and then go back to the driving range and practice on those actual data points, really. I'm not sure, honestly, that I would want to know because, um, you know, I know I, everybody wants to improve. At least I think everybody wants to improve. They always want to play better. They have high expectations, which may not be the best way to go about it. But wearing this suit for 18 holes, um, is it comfortable? Is it uncomfortable? If you imagine wearing a, a, a under arm under armor garment, I probably shouldn't say that word, but <laughs> a, a base layer garment. Okay. Uh, very thin. It's actually within five minutes of wearing it, you actually forgot you've got it on. Uh, it has 18 embedded uh, sensors inside it, um, which is what is capturing all your motion. But from a from a comfortable point, you don't even know you've got it on. And so, tell us more a little bit about 3D and the Dragon golf system program that you've got going somebody goes out they wear it for 18 holes they come back and you obviously you or your team analyze what happened and say on this shot you did this on this shot you didn't do this yeah I mean what we do is tend to do a lot of side-by-sides and overlays with the with two avatars so the two avatars could be one from the practice ground and one from actually driving off the fourth tee for argument's sake okay and you can actually analyze the difference between what you're doing when you're in that relaxed environment on the range and what you're doing out on the golf course where it matters so just to use an example for you we recently did a couple of tour players who really didn't actually understand where they were aiming huh. um, on the range great hit it straight down the target line all day long went out to to play they picked a one of them picked a hole that he particularly doesn't like at his home club we stood there, he had shoulders going in one direction, he had his hips going in another direction, and basically, he, he basically got himself in a, in a complete tangle with alignment, and that's as simple as that for a tour player. What it actually pointed out was the fact that in that state of mind on the practice ground, he's very relaxed about it, and it's repeatable. When he goes out to play under pressure, his coach, uh, incidentally, was actually over in the UK while he was in Florida. So w the Dragonfly suit also has the ability that you can coach remotely. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's that's where this system becomes into another level again. So I've been lucky enough to coach players in New Zealand, Australia, Saudi Arabia, America, from basically sitting in, in the same position as I am now on the couch at home. All right, so if I was to ask you to analyze me, you'd I'd, I'd buy the suit, I guess. You would send it over, and then yeah. you would be able to analyze me while I'm playing or after I get done. Does it record I all can, the information? I actually can re I can do it live. Really? Actually, while you're on the golf course. I'm not sure I'd want that. <laughs> no, you would. Honestly, <laughs> it's really good. Okay. You should try it. I'll come down there to, to Raleigh and try it for you, okay? Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, so will it also show you tension in your swing and in your system? Yeah, it kind of, we we have a we have a system that will it will create clubhead speeds for us and give an indication of clubhead speeds, but from the tension point of view, we haven't actually developed it to that point yet. It's very much just a, a motion capture suit. So in one round of golf or even six holes, it's like having your coach riding with you while yeah. you're playing and actually saying, "What do you think you did right on that? What do you think you did wrong, or what do you need to improve?" It's even better than that, Rich, because I can actually set you a task. 
So for argument's sake on the range, you might turn your shoulders at 95 degrees. Okay. You go out to play with a little bit of tension and an actual real scenario. Suddenly we find out that you don't turn your shoulders anywhere near enough because you're trying to steer the ball down the fairway, whereas on the range, you're smashing it down the fairway. So suddenly I can send you a task and say, listen, the next time you tee it up, we've got this task in play. The task will actually, we call it traffic lights. It will actually go green if you did it correctly. Amber if you were close. Red if you were, if you were wrong. So now you've also got the ability to find out the actual real feel of what your golf swing is when you're out on the golf course. That is incredible. So basically it turns what you're telling me in the practice range and you're saying you need to do this and then you get the data when you have the suit on so it turns theory into data. Yep. There's and, no hiding place. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I hate seeing my swing on video because I say, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing that. Well, with, if you're good with 3D, what you do is you concentrate on one single part of that. So you don't flood the client with, with too much information. Right, right. You, you basically drip feed it in and drip feed it over time and eventually it becomes a, a reality rather than a, a wish. Can you do it in less than 18 holes? I mean, I know you can do it on the practice yeah. range, but it's, it's difficult to take your game on the practice range where there's really no penalty uh, to the golf course where there are penalties. Yeah, we can, we can do it over one swing. We can do it over huh. a practice swing. You don't even necessarily need to hit a golf ball. I've done it with tour players who have played terrible. They've gone out, got back into the suit in the changing room, gone out to the car parking lot, and try practice swings because they, they need to fix it rapidly. All right. So do I dare ask uh, what the cost is in order to get this suit? Well, uh, we think it's unbelievably sort of uh, reasonable. So we charge $5,000 for that suit. Okay. Which enables you to have uh, eight hours worth of onboarding with, uh, with myself or one of my team. Uh, who will actually explain how to use the whole system and also give you some golf lessons. Your golf coach, by the way, if you buy the system, your golf coach gets it free as well. Doesn't actually get a suit or anything, but he has access to the coaching part of the system. And then you take all that information and you give that to the pro or to your amateur golfer. All right, let yeah. me ask you this. Does the pro, who obviously knows what he does, what he needs to do to correct his swing, probably a lot easier than an amateur. Are you finding more success with the pros or more success with amateurs? It's really interesting because I'd say they're on par with each other because really? what the amateur okay. picks up is that he actually picks up what he really does feel and what he's actually doing are two different things. With the golf pros on tour, what we pick up is that we go into a much deeper level of it. It could be just to do with wrist bowing, wrist cupping, could be ankle roll, how much ankle roll. If you look at something like Justin Thomas, we can actually measure how much his feet move out the way. And, and with Bubba, we could do the same. My gosh, that just sounds, I mean, it, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at all the information that it can provide. Um, you're not the only ones doing this, but obviously it's been received tremendously by your pros and by amateurs and teachers alike. Yeah, we're the only ones who actually can capture all that data on the golf course, though. Everybody else is doing it through a camera system, which is studio-based. So you're doing it live. They're doing it recorded. Yeah. 
and oh. also they're indoors in an indoor scenario. Not only that, we're down to roughly about one millimeter and half a degree of accuracy. Wow. All right. Give us the website so our listeners who are really interested in really, really trying to improve their game, give us your website. Uh, it's uh, www.guidedknowledge.com. And I think it's stroke dragonfly golf. Either, either way they can get to you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know that taking lessons sometimes can be humbling, especially when you've come off one of your better rounds and you said the worst thing you could ever say, I think I figured out something because the next time you, you, you play, you really didn't figure out anything because all your mistakes are back. And that it would be for most golfers. I'm, I'm talking amateur wise. It'd be great to see what our mistakes are on a consistent basis. Yep. And by finding that out, we can try and improve a lot more because we're really fixing what the real problem is. Yeah, and you're fixing it from, from the actual real scenarios too. So what the system will do is allow it will allow the golf coach or yourself to actually create a blueprint of what your good movements are. And then you suddenly, now you've got, I call them coat pegs. So you've got something to hang your hat on now because you actually know what you're doing. I'll give you an example, Rich. Okay. We've done this, we've done this test with probably, um, I'd probably say 20 out of the, the, the top 50 golf coaches on the planet. Uh, if I told you Rick Smith, who's involved with our company, he's one of our leading sort of uh, instructors with it. Mm -hmm. he, he's the closest so far to getting this next question right. So I've stood there with all of the names and asked them about the shoulder turn in front of them. Uh, how much did he turn his shoulders? Now, obviously, generally, they're, they're tour players that they're, they're looking at. Right. Uh, if I told you that on average, they are 20 odd degrees out on shoulder turn, and these are the best coaches in the world. Because up until now, we've never been able to have a number. We're just guessing. We're guesstimating. Right. Now, suddenly, if somebody does turn at 92 degrees shoulder turn, we can actually say, you know, Rick Smith's got one of his tour players currently on the US tour, um, and we've actually cut his shoulder turn down to prevent injury. So where are you getting most of your uh, action from, so to speak? Are you getting it from the pros, the instructors, or from amateurs? To be fair, it's completely across the board. If it would be a, a, it's not as though it's used more by the pros or, or more by the, the amateurs. It's actually pretty much an even split across, the, across those three divisions. Okay, let's say that you're working with somebody with a 15 handicap. Obviously, we're talking about an amateur, a weekend golfer. After you analyze what they've done for 18 holes, how long would it take that person, depending upon, I'm sure, how long they uh, practice what you're going to give them feedback on, how long would it take them to improve with Dragonfly Golf? We've had success stories within six shots. What? Excuse yeah, me. We've what? Actually had, we've actually had people actually change, make drastic changes to the golf swing within six shots. So if somebody's analyzed. taking it inside, you can tell them immediately one of your biggest issues are your, is you're taking the ball inside. You've got to take it more wide. Not only are they taking it inside, we can actually stand there and actually 
actually predict where it's being done as it is it left forearm rotation is it left mm. wrist cupping are you put so we can actually go straight into if you like we can it's like a laser straight into the issue with the with it rather than actually trying to track it through ball flight track it back through path track it back through club face we and, can actually go straight in and you could actually say with all this information on that you need to bring your right hand over more i mean yeah. is is that how particular and focused that it can be it can yeah we can dive straight into just how much your wrist bends from the moment you take the club back i'm fascinated by it i mean that's just uh, i mean that's a lot of information and well we've got to get you in the suit then haven't we <laughs> as i said i would be afraid i mean you know we all want to improve but i think what we're very conscious of is um as an amateur we have a great round, we have a not so great round. And we usually blame it on, I'm not getting my, I mean, the, the normal stuff. I'm not getting yeah. through it, I'm not turning my hips, I'm being too lazy, um, I'm coming inside. I mean, there's just a, a plethora of things that we could be doing wrong. But you guys, with this technology and with the suit, from where you are and where I am, you could actually say, these are three things that you need to work on and we'll schedule a, a time to do that and you'll get that immediate feedback. Yeah, we can, we can pull up. So we, can, we have a system that tags good shots and bad shots. You can actually say that was a good shot, that was a bad shot. What we can then do is create a blueprint of where you're really good and where you're really bad. If you go out to play and you've got the suit on, even if you just wore it for nine holes, um, we can actually stand there and go, listen, Rich, on all your good swings, and I'm just going to use shoulder turn just to keep it simple. On all your good swings, you turn your shoulders between 90 to 96. On all your bad ones, you turn at 81 to 84. Wow. So clearly, when you hit the ball well, you turn your shoulders. Right. When you play badly, you don't turn your shoulders. Now, that could be that you get to a hole that's very narrow, and you try to steer the ball up the fairway right. so you don't turn your shoulders as much. Right. Yeah, you're, you're trying to aim the ball rather than just let the club go through it and try and hit your target. And with the, with the, the ability of putting a side-by-side, -side, we can put your good avatar up, we can put your bad avatar up next to it, and we can actually, with the data beneath it, show you the differences. So you not only have, it's not all data-driven, it's a very visual tool as well. Wow. All right, give us the website again so our listeners can go to it. It's guidedknowledge.com. Got it guidedknowledge.com. Awesome. Derwin, thank you for your time. Thank you for, uh, well, it's Rich, afternoon where you are. Thank you. Rich, being really serious, we come down uh, to Pinehurst uh, to do the Top 100 Golf Coach Conference every year. So when I'm down, I, fl I fly into Raleigh. So it'd be very easy to get you in the suit and actually give you a live demo yourself. Awesome. I would love it. Derwin, thank no you. Worries. I appreciate the offer. We will talk soon. No worries. Take care. All right. Erwin Hohen with uh, Dragonfly Golf, uh, guidedknowledge.com is the website, and uh, uh, very useful information uh, if you're serious about trying to improve your game and uh, don't mind hearing what you need to really, and I mean really, work on. Speaking of working on, do you stretch before you play? Probably, like most of us, you don't stretch as much as you should. Uh, we're going to talk with Bob Foreman. He can help, and he's got some suggestions that will help us all. 
But speaking of help, are you looking for new clubs? Try the new Mizuno Irons 922, 923, and 925 to improve your game. These new Mizuno Irons help you reach beyond. Add the new Mizuno Driver, their fairway medals, and the hybrids. They're great. And you are on the way to game improvement. Try the models of the Mizuno putters as well. And check out MizunoGolf.com. That's MizunoGolf.com. Reach beyond. Hey, this is Jeff Crawford with Mizuno. You listen to the Back Nine Boys. And welcome back. I'm Rich Stiles. So glad that you are with us. We've just got some great information from uh, Derwin about the suit that you wear to improve your swing. And now we're going to get some good information to find out how many times do you play and then hurt or pull something. Our next guest is Bob Foreman of Golf at Carolina, and definitely he can help. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Morning, Rich. I'm good. You? I am doing wonderful. You know, we all think that we're, you know, we're not in bad shape. Uh, many of us think we're in great shape. But when we go out and play golf, we hurt or pull something while playing. And one of those reasons may be that we did not stretch enough or we swung wrong. Oh, that is probably the main reason. I think one of the, the single most best thing golfers can do is to stretch. But we don't do it. No, unfortunately not. I mean, you know, it's, you read about it all the time. People tell you that uh, stretching flexibility is, you know, essential for a good golf swing. But unfortunately, a lot of us tend to neglect that component. Yeah, we usually go from the car to the cart and uh, maybe take a couple of practice swings, maybe with an orange whip, maybe just, you know, with a couple golf clubs. And uh, it doesn't work. We're not stretched. So what do you recommend that we do if we're not going to go there an hour and a half before we play in order to get ready? What do you recommend, Bob? Well, I mean, you know, a good uh, five to ten minute dynamic warm-up is always good. You know, there's uh, really there's actually two good um, dynamic stretches that I recommend to a lot of people. One I call the uh, T-spine matrix which actually was developed by a guy who does biomechanics up in Minnesota, and he's all about golf. And, uh, you know, there's a video on the website. It's kind of hard to explain, but it only takes a couple minutes to do. But it, it warms up and stretches out the almost the entire upper body, the shoulders, the, especially the mid-back, that thoracic spine right. where rotation comes from. And then there's a similar dynamic stretch. So dynamic stretch meaning movement versus static where you're stretching and just holding. Okay. But there's a, there's a similar dynamic stretch for the lower half. And basically, if you just kind of put your hands on the golf cart, the roof of the golf cart, you tuck your right foot behind your left knee and you just kind of take your right knee and just kind of swing it back and forth. That kind of helps with uh, lower body mobility, especially in the hip. So... Those two are, are really good to, to do before and during the round. So that is up on your website? Yeah, there's uh, there's a YouTube component up on the uh, upper left-hand side of the website, and then below the, the YouTube logo, if you click on that, it takes you to the library of uh, stretches and, and drills you can do. All right, so give us the website so our, our listeners who are saying, well, you know, I stretch enough, which... They probably don't, but give us the website. It's uh, Golf Fit Carolina. It's uh, G-O-L-F-I-T Carolina.com. 
and you'll be able to find out all that stuff. How long should we stretch? You just said five to ten minutes. And I mean, that'll, that'll help. It's not going to prevent injuries, but it's going to help you feel a little bit better that you're ready-er in order to get on the first tee. Yeah, I mean, even just a couple of minutes of stretching the arm. And, uh, you know, again, there's some specific stretches you can do. But, you know, it's also when you're not playing golf during the week, you know, you should really take yeah. uh, 10 minutes out of your day and do some stretching because it's not only going to help you on the golf course, it's going to help you off the golf course in terms of, you know, the activities of daily living and, as you mentioned, injury prevention. Yeah, and, um, you know, sometimes after I play golf, I think I've hydrated a lot during the game of golf, and as I drive home on that, you know, 20, 30-minute drive, when I get out of the car, it's like, oh, my gosh, my muscles are so stiff, and it's, you know, you got to take a couple seconds to kind of regain or forget about the pain or the stiffness. Does that mean I'm dehydrated or that I should drink more? It could be, sure. I mean, dehydration, you know, you, you want to make sure you stay well hydrated okay. during okay. the round and then <laughs> after. You know, unfortunately, um, the beers you have on the round, you know, alcohol is kind of a diuretic and will actually take water out of your system. So, uh, you know, you, you want to make sure that you're, you're drinking water while you're having the beers out on the golf course and after. But, uh, and I know... You know, a lot of people don't have the opportunity, but even a post-round five-minute stretch is always a great idea to kind of, you know, reduce that muscle soreness, muscle fatigue that people feel, you know, the day after the round, two days after the round. Right, yeah, stretching would definitely help. But, Bob, do you really think that people drink on the golf course? Uh, just a bit, you know. I, you know I've seen a few. I'm, I might, I might be guilty of that myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about uh, bulking up. I mean, not not like Bryson or or Tiger, but just trying to get stronger. What do we have to be aware of if we're trying to get stronger in our golf swing? Well, yeah, that that's kind of an ongoing debate, <clears throat> especially lately with Bryson, you know, and, and the fact that he kind of bulked up during the COVID season, uh, you know, and then there's also been previous stories with like with David Duval when he bulked up and all of a sudden his game fell apart. Uh, but, uh, right. yeah, there is a, kind of a window that you want to stay within. You don't want to go too crazy with the weight, but, yeah, you definitely want to strength train to keep the muscles nice and strong, to help support the joints. And it's definitely going to help in terms of generating power because power is a byproduct of strength and flexibility. So, you know, there's your two topics that we're talking about. And you got to work on both of those and able to generate more club head speed. And that's going to get you more distance. All right. As we get older, um, amateur golfers, men and women, um, flexibility becomes less and less. So what do you recommend as far as stretches or exercises to do to improve our flexibility? Well, you definitely got to go up the chain, the kinetic chain, right? Um, So if the swing starts from the ground up, so you can start with calves, 
you know, a lot of, a lot of folks are tight in the calves. You put them on a calf stretch and they're like, Oh my God. <laughs> uh, you know, and tight calves can lead to a particular swing fall called early extension, which is a movement of the hips towards the ball on the downswing, which causes you to kind of block shots out to the right, right. Uh, right-handed golfer. Uh, then move up the legs to the hamstrings and the back of the legs. You know, a lot of people are tight in the hamstrings, which is going to work on hip mobility. Also, tight hamstrings can lead up to lower back issues. Okay. The quads in the front of the thighs, uh, also an area that a lot of people need to work on. And then moving up the chain a little bit more, uh, the lower, the mid-back, you know, the, the, the thoracic spine that I mentioned earlier, that's really where rotation comes from in the golf swing, not the lower back. You don't want the lower back involved with the swing. You want the mid-back to, to, to where all the action should take place. And unfortunately, again, you know, I've run into a lot of golfers that are tight yeah. in that area. Right. And then finally, you know, the shoulders, you know, especially that external rotation of the shoulder, both in the backswing and in the downswing phases is essential. But unfortunately, a lot of people lack that range of motion and that flexibility. So a lot of people feel that if it's their lower back that they're having an issue with, that uh, they've obviously not stretched properly, but a lot of people think that's where you get your rotation from. Yeah, no, the lower back, that lumbar spine, it only has about 5 to 10 degrees of rotation. It doesn't like rotation. And unfortunately, if your mid-back is tight, and again, right. that's where rotation should come from, right. it's going to recruit the lower back you know, to make that big backswing that we read about every month in the golf journal. And so the more you recruit that lower back, the more it's going to talk to you during the round and afterwards. Okay, well, let's get back to bulking up. Uh, one of the questions that I had was getting stronger and bulking up requires more stretching than normal. Is that correct? I'm sorry, it takes more what than normal? More stretching than normal if you're bulking up. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, well, muscle tendency is to tighten up naturally. And then when you strengthen muscle, you tighten muscle. Right. So, yeah, you definitely want to make sure that your program consists of, you know, strength training, resistance training. And, again, you don't have to go crazy with it. You can be golf-specific with it, you know, mimic the golf swing in many of the, the moves. Right. And then you definitely want to make sure that you're spending, uh, you know, almost equal time working on, uh, you know, the, the stretching and the range of motion. And then at some point, you know, because you're working on flexibility and, and strength in, the, in that routine, at yeah. some point you want to start to incorporate some power exercises as well, and that's going to help you recruit those fast-twitch muscle fibers that you're going to use during the golf swing. Right, gotcha. Bob, we got to take a, a fast-twitch here to uh, uh, let our sponsors come in, but we'll be back with you in just a minute. How do you spell pizza? It's not five letters. It's only three. C-J's. C-J-S. So when you go to C-J's, check on their menu at cjsrestaurant.com. You've got to find everything you're going to want. The best deep dish pizza in, I think, in the area. Uh, thin crust as well. Cauliflower pizza. It comes in medium. It's fantastic. All made with fresh ingredients every day. Their eclectic decor and friendly customer service welcomes you into their place across from Parker's on Mallory Street on the island. CJ's Italian Restaurant also serves salads with freshly made salad dressing, subs. Check out their full menu at cjsitalianrestaurant.com. That's cjsitalianrestaurant.com.
This is John Feinstein, author of The Prodigy, and you are listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. And welcome back. I'm Rich Stiles. We're live on the phone with uh, Bob Foreman of Golf Hit Carolina. We're talking about bulking up. We're talking about stretching. Uh, Bob, how much cardio do we need to do in order to improve our golf performance? Is it walking? And if so, how many steps or how many miles do we need to do? Is it running? Is it jumping rope? Is it a combination of all of them? What is it? Well, any cardio is good cardio. If you can, again, mimic the activity of the sport. So, for instance, in golf, obviously, it would be walking. Uh, if you can build up to 20 to 30 minutes of cardiovascular exercise, three days minimum a week, that's going to help you, especially on the back nine, you know, when you start to get a little tired and then you start chunking shots and, you know, golf, the golf swing, any, any little factor can make a difference in the outcome. Right. But, yeah, card, cardio is important, uh, you know, and it's definitely something you want to incorporate. And if you're going to walk, let's say, you know, people like to take the, you know, the walkers now, the, the push carts, and, you know, they, they want to do spring and summer to lose some weight, to get more in shape. Um, you know, sometimes it's tough pushing them up at the hills and, and so on and so forth. Would you recommend getting into it slowly or just going full force? Well, if you haven't done anything, yeah, you definitely want to get into it slowly and maybe start with, uh, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a few days a week and then gradually okay. increase that maybe do a couple of different modalities so maybe like walking and then uh, jumping on a, a stationary bike or a bicycle and doing another you know, 10 to 15 20 minutes okay um but yeah i mean if you can definitely in enhance your cardiovascular fitness it definitely will make a difference uh, in, in your golf game like, like i say especially the back nine yeah all right, if we want to get stronger, heavier weights or more reps? Uh, you know, that's, that's a $64,000 question. There is no standard in the industry, and uh, most of the studies that come out uh, are basically using one set of 8 to 12 reps. Um, I okay. usually will, uh, will do, um, you know, find a weight that the individual can tolerate for 8 to 12 reps if they start to feel the last couple of reps and then stay with that weight for a while. The, the really key there, Rich, is that you don't stay at the same weight and the same number of reps forever. Unfortunately, a lot of people do that. Right. Uh, so if you give yourself a range to work within, say, 8 to 12, or even if you want to do 10 to 15 reps, I wouldn't do any more than 15 in a set, and I wouldn't do any more than one or two sets. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was... Once you get up to the maximum number, stay there for a couple of weeks at that particular weight, but then something has to change in order for you to increase strength in the muscle. And the easiest thing is just going up another five pounds or so. Right. Okay. So one to two sets, maybe three sets at that, uh, and then maybe increase the weights along the way. And if you're going to do multiple sets, you want to make sure that you're, you're not spending more than 30 seconds in between sets because you want to hit the muscle when it's still a little fatigued. If you go beyond 30, the muscle is going to recover. I mean, it's still good, but right. you know, the whole purpose of multiple sets is to try to help increase the strength gain. So during your workout, having an adult beverage during your break um, you know, is probably not the best thing. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> Golf at Carolina, Bob Foreman, thank you very much for being with us. Always a pleasure. Uh, it's been too long. Uh, we'll not make it as long next time, okay? 
appreciate it, Rich. Thanks for having me back. All right. Have a blessed day. Bob Foreman, Golf It, Carolina. Uh, try and find out more about his on his website, about stretching, uh, about lifting weights, about reps, about sets, and all that stuff. And then also don't forget about guidedknowledge.com to find out more about Dragonfly Golf with that suit. It'll improve your game, um, things you really want to hear to improve. Thanks for listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show right here on ESPN Coastal. We're on every Saturday and Sunday from 8 to 9. Thank you very much for being with us. Take care. You've been listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show with Rich Stiles. Go to backnineboys.com for all things golf whenever you want it. We'll be back next week with an all-new Back Nine Boys at backnineboys.com.